0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents. It's going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about what about the Eververse? What's going to happen? A lot of people assuming it's going to go away with the split from Activision. I actually think it's going to become more prominent and gave advice on how they could do that. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube. I may or may not be live right now, so come on in and check out, see if I am. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, just click the follow button. That way you can catch these streams and submit questions and be part of the discussion. I'm going to be going quickly, okay? The day that I'm recording this is the day that I leave for the Anthem Capture World Premiere event. So I'm going to have to go pretty fast through these questions. That way I can get to them all. So I I don't want to come off rude if I maybe dismiss certain questions or brush past them. Um, I just want to make sure we have a good Q&A and not miss other good questions because we run out of time. So first question is from Spartan Viper. With the Bungie split from Activision, will there be significant changes to how the microtransactions will happen, or will it be discontinued completely, if not discounted? Yeah, this question was asked before I did my talk. So in my talk, I made sure to outline the fact and highlight the fact that... The Eververse, if the leaks are to be believed, and I believe they are accurate because they came from the same source that had been consistently leaking information that we found to be trustworthy, the leaks indicated that Bungie struggled to make content quickly, and because of that, they wanted to subsidize free content or filler content with the Eververse. So the Eververse was not something that Activision came up with or forced them to do. It was actually Bungie's idea so I don't think it's going away if anything because of the need of revenue I believe it will become more prominent. I think there are good ways they could do this So that it doesn't create frustration in the community as long as it's always Optional cosmetic items that can also be earned the way we earn them now Then I'm fine with it if it's if it's purchase only like they did with the, you know, the, the Iron Banner stuff. That's when I get frustrated. Don't make it purchase only, but I think they need to streamline direct purchase and consider doing like I said in the talk. Books like the, the the Battle Pass or books they did in the past. They did the books first, by the way, with SRL, where you would you would complete the book and get items, and then that way at the end of the season, if you were do, if you were doing all the things in the book, you would get every cosmetic item uh, from that season, so you wouldn't feel like you were missing out on anything. Um, Hi Lono what do you wish there was more of in the Eververse? I don't know if I want more in there. I think they've got a pretty good balance. I mean, there's there's you know cosmetics for your guns. There's cosmetics for your character. There's emotes. There's ships. There's sparrows. None of these items actually matter uh, in the grand scheme of things. So I'm not actually. I don't have a list of things that I want to see in there added. I think the ability to purchase directly and not have, like, buying silver and then using the silver to try to get dust. I don't like that. I don't like the layers of purchase. If people are going to spend money, I would like the consumer to know exactly what they're getting and what they're spending their money on. And not have, uh... I don't want any RNG attached to it. Uh, Arubaro says... I'm relatively new to the game what are the crimson days that arrive in the game crimson days is usually attached to crimson doubles which is a you know 2v2 doubles event in pvp and then more than likely like some of the other things they've done up to this point with festival of the lost and um the dawning they'll probably be pretty simplistic things you can do with the npc maybe with it'll you know probably with shacks he'll be offering you the ability to grind for some stuff or go for something it'll probably be PvP centric as an idea uh, and then that'll be that'll be a it's a free event I don't know how long it's gonna last the free events are usually lately they've been a couple of weeks right you know two to three weeks so we'll see we'll see how long it lasts but that's generally what it is uh, opinion on better ways to use bright dust says ninja dude. I mean, I have so much bright dust that anytime I need anything, I buy it, but then that becomes part of the problem with the Eververse, is that people that play the most end up with an enormous an enormous um, reservoir of currency, and nothing's difficult for them to purchase, so then there are, that's why I get worried when there are items that can only be bought with money. Right. Anytime the Eververse refreshes, if there's a ship I want, a sparrow I want, I can get it no problem. It isn't. It isn't difficult. I'm never. I'm never wanting for dust. I'm never wanting for any of those things. Um, I, I'm able to get any of the things I want. Give me one second here. So I. I don't necessarily know if if there's more they could do with the dust. Now, maybe they could allow you to do more customization if you have so much, just to start to give us some sort of a purpose with it. Like, what am I supposed to do with all this extra dust, right? Like, it's not too bad when I need to go and buy some shaders from uh, the collections, but I would think that there's there there's more they could do. The big hang-up there would be, what about people that don't really have a lot? It, it would need to be something that is... in. Entirely, entirely optional, and and not something where you'd feel like you are significantly missing out without having a ton of dust at, at your disposal. Uh, rated, rated. Rack and I says. Do you think it's possible for Bungie to let people create custom emote with custom verbiage in the kill feed uh, for an eververse price of course? You'd got to you'd have to be careful with this. Obviously that had to be controlled pretty pretty heavily. I mean, there are people that make clan names that I'm I'm really curious how they are able to make the clan names um They basically make a clan name and then they find streamers who haven't disabled notifications and they just spam the invite so that it pops up along the bottom of the screen. Uh, Usually a racial slur is attached because these are people with you know, brains smaller than their hands, if you get my drift. So they would really need some control if they were going to add something like that. I don't think this is a front burner issue, but if they were going to add that level of customization, it's got to be controlled. Nobody wants to see... You know, offensive things in the crucible after they're getting killed—it's bad enough. You know, you got to put up with. I don't mind teabagging. I think teabagging is playful at this point. I used to—I used to think differently about it, but it just is so harmless. I, it doesn't bother me. Um, but I, I definitely think that that would be an, a room for a lot of problems. Um, ad guy. AdGuy2002 says, if a fall DLC is delayed, do you think that would be the perfect time to bring in the revamped trials? I got news for you. I, 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 trials is still up in the air for me. I, I, I don't know if that's going to be something that they really are going to be in a hurry to bring back. I, especially if we're about to go into a drought. Right? If we're about to go into a drought, I, I don't know if that's the time to bring back trials. Uh... If they get PvP into a better place, I'm not against Trials coming back, but going into a drought and giving us PvP content that becomes frustrating or bad would be a bad move. So they'd really have to have confidence in the quality of Trials, which maybe they do. True Vanguard and other PvP-oriented folks were just at Bungie for a capture event, so it's possible. Saving Annihilator. I don't think eververse will ever get removed as they need it now more than ever but could you see ornaments being shifted to more vanity triumph related reward rather than just buy this bundle get this awesome ornament example the bone ornament for whisper could be rewarded for completing the catalyst I, it's touchy right because if everything in the eververse can be purchased or just g- worked for I think the level of RNG works, right? You turn in, you turn in the, the the Eververse Ingrams, and there's a chance at those items. When you're given a quest to do those things, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a problem. I feel like that's a problem when you're basically given a given a quest line to just get the thing. I'm not saying they shouldn't do that. So hear me out here. I'm not saying they shouldn't do that. But that, I think that works against what the Eververse is supposed to function as, right? Now, to your point, it would be nice if whenever we got exotics, there were quest lines attached to them. You open it up, you go in here, you open up the Prometheus lens, and here's these ornaments. And if you want to earn these ornaments, there could be quests or essentially, you know, long-term bounties attached to them. And then beyond that, the Eververse could be something on top of that i do think there's room for that sort of quest line that sort of bounty but i don't know if they're going to do that anytime soon because again there there is an obvious uh i think an obvious need for revenue right now and the eververse could be a very easy way to generate revenue and as long as they do it right I, i i won't complain I'm always going to take up for the community when I think there's something skeezy going on and when they set up the Iron Banner stuff that was purchase only, I was I used strong language. I said it's completely tone deaf for Cosmo to get on Reddit and say, well, people ask for direct purchase options. I called that tone deaf. I was like, that is not what we've been asking for. Direct purchase options, plural, as in, if I see something and I would like to direct purchase it, I can, or I can try to earn it through the Matrix or through the the Engrams. So, I mean, I take up for what I think is bad practice in the Eververse. I'm not just sitting here hailing microtransactions as the savior of destiny, but I'm also reasonable. And it's like, if they're just going to be dumping cosmetics into the Eververse as a way to subsidize the content and get through this... And, and establish themselves as an independent publisher, then I'm okay with it as long as it's done properly. That's why I think optional as well as the books would be a really, really good way to do this. And I think I deserve at least some credit that the, the couple of times they've done stuff with the Eververse that, that, was clearly in our in, in our estimation as a community was out of bounds I didn't hold back I didn't like put kid gloves on I'm like now now Bungie I was like no this is wrong stop doing it and don't make and don't put tone deaf responses on reddit like that's not what you need to be doing when the community's upset like don't don't misrepresent our requests when answering us that's not a good look so I would think that if the Eververse starts to get out of control or out of hand, Bungie knows there's ramifications for that, and there's plenty of content creators and people willing to step up and say, this is stupid, don't do it, and it wouldn't go well for them. So if they're going to expand Eververse, it's going to have to be in a smart way that satisfies the community and doesn't disrupt the flow of of what we do every day and what we want. Spike32B. I should probably ask this in your previous question and answer. How should an inexperienced player with a couple of raids approach LFG? I mean, the best thing to do whenever you go into LFG is just be honest, be like, I've done this, this is what I know how to do, you know, I've I've got this experience. I'm not good at X, Y, and Z. You know? Listen, people can be jerks on LFG. You you're not you're not responsible for that, but at the very least. Whenever I was running raids and was running wrath, it was always really helpful when someone's like, I'm really, I, I know how to do this, but I can't do that over there. That was helpful. It was like, okay, or dude, the, 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 the time I ran this, I was on the left. I'm much more comfortable over there. All right, we'll put you on the left then. You know, I, I think that's the best way to approach that environment. And if they kick you out, they kick you out because they're like, oh, he's not experienced enough. But typically, a competent team that hears another player say, I've only got a couple of clears, Here's what I'm most comfortable with. Most people will say, okay, we can work with that. We'll put you in these positions and in these encounters, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Manram, do you think armor ornaments should be sold for bright dust? I don't know the breakdown in the Eververse, what's bright dust and what's silver. I have so much bright dust, um, but I think they, they divide it up. The Again, the dilemma is your your microtransaction storefront becomes sort of pointless if people can grind and just have an abundance of the currency. Does that make sense? If all you have to do is grind and grind and grind and grind and play and then save up your currency, it's kinda like when people stream past all the leveling by saving powerful bounties, right? I You're <laughs> you're bypassing sort of the natural the natural means of how it's all supposed to work. So I don't have the answer of what they should do with the currency that they feed us and what they should do with, you know, the, the currency that we have to buy, right? Cause it's separate. I would say just get rid of silver. Okay. And everything can either be earned by chance or purchase with money. And then bright dust could be used for something else entirely. Like you rotating, creating shaders stuff like that I don't know customization levels that we haven't had before like use that with for bright dust I'm not actually sure I, how much bright dust do I even have I have 33,000 you're never gonna bleed me dry it's not possible you will not bleed me dry I just have too much so dressper do you think that since destiny one and destiny 2 were created under Activision Activision will still be receiving revenue royalties from De- destiny 2 and Eververse sales. I don't think it works that way because I think as soon as they retain the rights to the IP, they, they, ret- they, that, that assigns everything to them. Now th- maybe it was negotiated differently. I'm not actually sure because if it, if one, if the, if the IP rights transfer to Bungie then that could mean they that is it. Anytime that game is sold, any DLC attach rates, any Eververse, any anything, all that revenue goes to Bungie. I don't think they'd really be able to become a self-publishing uh, developer if that weren't the case. Like, How are they even expected to make money... You see what I'm saying? Like, breaking with Activision and still giving Activision revenue share would be a really, really... I mean, you're setting them up for failure. It's like, so now we're not getting income from Activision. We're not getting, you know, the revenue in into the game, but we're still giving them kickbacks from sales. That would really break the springboard into being independent significantly. So... BWF glow if Bungie made all Eververse transactions support their charity similar to how Bungie uh, store does now how do you feel the community would respond would more players buy from Tess I mean this isn't going to happen there's no way they do this They, they, they can't afford to do that the internal the internal you know sort of revenue system with the Eververse is designed to go to Bungie it's in it's in the game it's in destiny uh and so it's not it's not the same as as the as the store where they're selling, you know, shirts and stuff. So I yeah, I don't I don't think they could do that. I, th- I don't think they will. If they did, would people be more willing to spend money? I I mean, maybe people that are there are two types of sentimentalities within the gaming world. There are people who no matter what hate microtransactions. There are people who no matter what hate pre-order, uh they hate um they hate season passes, they hate everything basically. And I think sometimes those people get into the mix and conversation gets sort of disrupted. It's like there's there is no there is no way to do Microtransactions, right in their eyes. They just, it's scummy, and you, you know, Bungie, whoever shouldn't do it. So, sometimes I think the discussion gets very, very sabotaged by those people. Anytime they su- we suggest anything with microtransactions, there are people that are like, no, they're greedy. This is stupid. If they do that, I'm out. Subscription fees the same way. If they do a subscription fee, I will never play Destiny ever again for as long as I live. I'll drive to Seattle and I'll spray paint the sidewalk in front of their headquarters that I you know I'm boycotting Destiny. Right? Please, nobody do that. That would be stupid and terrible, and you would get arrested. But like the hyperbole with which people speak about, you know pre-orders and subscription fees and microtransactions, it's really difficult to have the conversation and difficult to be like, is there a reasonable and acceptable way for them to sell vanity items? Items that don't matter. Items that are purely about customization. You know, purists and idealists are like, all that should be in the game. I shouldn't have to pay anything for it. Why? Right? The argument of... If you design it, I get it cuz I bought your game. If you create it, I get it. The cut content people, the the anti microtransaction people, right? These these players, <clears throat> excuse me, these players generally speaking argue from a presumption that if it's in the game, if you design it, I shouldn't have to pay for it. I should just get it. Why? Well, because you making money is somehow inherently evil you you shouldn't be allowed to make money, you shouldn't be allowed to to charge for stuff like that's generally where things t- tend to land which I just, I don't understand that I don't understand where people think this, the content's supposed to come from, where people think you know, we're, we're, how are we supposed to get content? How is Bungie supposed to pay their employees and the, the electric bill and their lease on the property and their property taxes and, you know, all those things. Like, I, I don't understand where people expect uh, the money uh, to come from. That's a pretty good role on the Husco Auto-loading, cluster, and impact casing. But I'm pretty sure you would want the... You wouldn't want auto-loading. You would want... uh. What's the other one Imp the reserves that gives you more that probably would be a better one next question from SMG so it seems the overall outlook toward microtransactions is very negative but I think microtransactions are great when only for cosmetics and can only be obtained by playing thoughts I, I mean I said all this in the talk Gooselin do you think Eververse will sell better stuff since the breakup with Activision now selling better stuff you'd have to quantify what do you mean right um. You and again, like I'm not trying to be rude. If I bypass questions, we're dealing with a short time period, so I was just I'm I'm brushing past questions that we're addressing the talk. I'm not trying to be rude. Uh, <clears throat> you'd have to quantify. What do you mean by better? Better looking, better better stuff. Like maybe it has more quality in the game. You never want it to be a power advantage, right? You don't want to sell like mods. You don't want to sell. Powerful ingrams. You don't want to sell any of that. You don't want to. Oh, you want to level up faster while everybody's getting ready for the raid. Here you go, man. Um, that we we don't we we don't want that. We don't want that in the game. So when you say better stuff, I would need to know what you mean. I think what they sell now is good. It works. It looks good. The main issue that is always going to be in question is can it be earned naturally or is it going to become this sort of black eye on the game where people are like, I feel like I'm being sort of pushed to purchase, right? Nubok, do you feel the Eververse bounties give too little silver? Uh, I run out of silver so fast when an exotic ornament comes in rotation. They don't give you silver. They give you dust. Silver can only be obtained by buying silver, Dust is what you get from the bounties, um, so if they give too little, that was mainly meant to subsidize. That was meant to subsidize, like give you a little bit extra. It wasn't meant to be the the like a primary source of of you know dust for you. In my mind, if you're playing the game pretty regularly and you're getting dust from breaking down items that you don't want, which I mean I'm breaking down items all the time. It's it's pretty constant for me. It's pretty constant. Well, if that's what you're doing, I would I would imagine you're not really going to be struggling to get to get dust. You know, that's not going to be that's not going to be a struggle for you. And so that little bit of extra from those bounties, it feeds the Ikora milestone and it's a little bit extra on top, maybe to round you round you over Uh, to the next level that you might need or the next total that you might need. I don't think when they added those bounties, that was the intention, was like, this is going to be a great source for you to basically always have bright dust. Um, I don't think that was the goal. Swagging says, what's going on with the Evers of the Sandbox release anything? No, if you were here for the talk, I was just saying, again... That it's posing the question, what about the Eververse? What are we going to do with the Eververse, given that there's a split from Activision? A lot of folks are assuming Eververse is going away, and we were just talking about why it probably won't. T-Funk says, Rise of Iron brought some of the best armor into Destiny, in my opinion. But the only way to upgrade the armor was to do the challenge. Number one, why do you think Bungie took away the gear? Number two, do you think they should put legendary armor ornaments in the Eververse? You could do... Armor ornaments in the Eververse for the Eververse armor. I mean, they set there's an armor set every time that could get cooler if you get the ornaments as well. I mean, they could definitely do that. Uh, there is, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of options there. I like earning ornaments through an NPC that I'm either ranking up or, as you're saying, working on challenges or bounties. Ornaments on, like, raid armor or strike, you know, vanguard armor or crucible armor. If you're going to give me ornaments that are designed to make, you know, make my character look cooler, then I feel like they should be earned. You don't want to be like, oh, somebody, like, oh, wow, you look really cool. Where'd you get all those ornaments? Your armor looks completely different than mine. That's a, that's a cool crucible set. It's like, oh, I bought this from the Eververse, right? But since they're always adding, since they're always adding the the eververse armor sets i think they could definitely say hey you know if you if you get this armor set then you there's a set of ornaments for it that you can get as well melodic gamer do you think there is room to have voice options for the ghost or ornaments for armor and weapons that already exist in the game available for purchase in the eververse I don't think ghost options for the voice is something worthy of their time. I don't think that's game changing. I don't think that creates a content loop. I don't think that creates a grind. That's not gear. That's not an experience. That's just a different voice in your ghost that becomes very inconsequential with time. Uh, As far as being able to purchase uh, ornaments for your armor and your weapons that already exist in the game again i i like the idea of 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 saying hey if you run x number of raids then you're gonna level up this npc and as you level up this npc you can get ornaments and shaders and things to show off the fact that you're a hardcore raider you're somebody that has played a lot of raids or or has done a lot of the harder challenges in the raids that makes way more sense to me than being like, yeah, you want to make your armor look cool or your guns look cool from the raid or whatever activity, just go buy it, right? That that takes away, I think that takes away. You don't want to you don't want to conflate categories here. Vanity items can exist in the game and be a worthy grind without it being in the Eververse. You can definitely have vanity items in the game that are like Attached to a bounty, attached to a rank, attached to an activity. Just because it's a vanity item does not mean it needs shoved into the Eververse. Commander Tyke, I think there should be a weekly Eververse bounty that gives you silver, like 20 or something, and an engram that you buy with silver uh, and can drop all the Eververse things from the seasons. Your thoughts? I don't think they're ever going to do that, because if silver, if silver remains the currency that they're sort of using as the you buy this and then that's kind of what you buy the stuff with that's you being able to earn that currency muddies the waters right so that's why they do it the way they do it like stuff can drop from the Ingrams, but then if you want to go beyond that if you want to go beyond that then you can um, you can do direct purchase you see what I'm saying like d- being able to do a bounty that feeds you the, the currency you can buy. That's confusing, right? In general, it's confusing. That's why I think direct purchase is just better. Just get rid of silver. You get dust. Dust can be used to buy certain items. So, um, And then other items, if you don't have the dust for it, can be bought just straight out. You're like, oh. And then they could do as a weekly sale. What if, like, the typical cost for an emote is 7 bucks and then there's a featured item each week that's on sale for 5 bucks that's a call to action that's a, that's a, that's somebody being like oh I really wanted that that's not bad I'll pay for the 5 bucks I'll get it and it's totally cosmetic again it's totally optional so and if you guys are having voice audio issues, just refresh. It's a known issue on Twitch right now. I don't know what they've done to their platform, but voice and my audio gets desynced pretty regularly. I watch on mobile and it always looks good. So I'm not sure what the issue is. Uh, Swaggin King. Do you think they should remove all the ammo finders and bring back ammo synths? I don't think that's better. No. Ammo synths are not. I don't think that's a solution i think the game should feed me ammo right feed me ammo it's a freaking shooter for crying out loud i should not be going into my menu and popping an ammo synth i am i'm playing a game and i'm shooting enemies and those enemies should be dropping ammo to equip me to continue shooting enemies the thing is, is like, I, this is why I switched forges. I'm not on my Warlock, so I don't have the perk that feeds me heavy ammo from grenade kills. So if I run the Berguzia Forge, three forges in a row, I saw zero heavy bricks drop. That's stupid. There's nothing else to call that. That is dumb. It's an end game encounter. It's 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 not it's not for people that are under power leveled. It's it's somewhat challenging. There are yellow and orange bars everywhere, and you and I literally the one round, both waves, only got primary ammo to drop. That's dumb. Why are you not feeding me ammo? It doesn't need to be so transactional like if you kill an orange bar, he drops power ammo. Well, then people would literally only use power ammo in the forge because there's so many orange bars. There would be there would be purple bricks all over the ground, right? But why are you not just regularly sensing the needs of the player and meeting those needs and saying, okay, for the last 20 enemies, this guy has only used his primary and his ammo is getting low. That should trigger a brick to drop. Power ammo is getting low, right? when i'm sitting on 48 bullets in my machine gun and i'm using my shotgun or or the or the smg i ran out of shotgun bullets and all that was on the ground were were white were white bricks what the frick are you doing it doesn't make any sense oh you could run ammo perks it's a looter shooter man i shouldn't be having to run ammo perks to get ammo that is so stupid it's Double primary was painful for that reason. You basically could only use your power weapon on orange bars, yellow bars, and to get your power weapon back. And then the rest of the time, you're just sitting there chiseling everything down with primaries. I think they could feed us more ammo because when I ran Niobe Labs, that environment, that instance, has ammo rules that are completely different than everywhere else in the game. I was consistently fed green and power ammo while I was in Niobe Labs. I should not have to run perks and mods just to get ammo in a shooter. People are like, well don't use your don't use your power ammo. What? So in a shooter, because you're not feeding me ammo, I should sit on one third of my arsenal the entire encounter that's dumb and then I ran out of green ammo so it's like what are we doing here What what is this I'm back to just only using my primary the ammo economy needs work and I don't think ammo sense is the solution at all Smoky Gaming why is Eververse hated so much for the entire duration of D2 I have never had to spend any money and have been able to collect everything each season with e- with very limited play time I think people big sirs, thank you for the brand new Prime sub I appreciate it very very much um, people really, really enjoy having things to hate. They do. They enjoy having things to hate. It makes them feel like they have strength and it makes them feel important. This is why mob mentality rules the internet, right? It rules the internet. And the reason it rules the inter- internet is because you are... You are able to feel this strong sense of power very, very easily. It's 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 ease of access. So if you don't feel powerful in your place of employment, you can't do much about that, right? If you don't feel powerful at your school because you get picked on, if you don't feel powerful, you know, in society because of your standing financially or wherever you find yourself along the spectrum, it's super easy to grab power on the internet and you do it by ranting and raving and using hyperbolic language about stuff you 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 yell and you scream and you use obscenities and you you call people greedy or this or that that's essentially i believe what leads to a lot of just sort of like mindless mob hate on any number of things and i think that a lot of the times microtransactions fall into that vein this is what ends up happening Things that are worthy of criticism, things that are worthy of dispute and debate, get, get negative attention, but then what happens is, anything close to it is given the same level of ridicule, right? Um, it's given the same level of ridicule, so people have justifiably, in the past, said, microtransactions are problematic this company is greedy this practice over here is really skeezy this thing that this company is doing is bad right and they make valid criticisms they make they you know they say what needs to be done well that then becomes an easy an easy subject for dispute and debate You say, oh, microtransactions are hated. I'm going to channel that hate. And anytime anytime a company does anything with microtransactions, I am going to rail against it, call them greedy, call them terrible, use all kind of charged language because it makes me feel powerful. You're channeling power. People do this with politics, with race, with religion. They do it with video games. They hijack passion and important discussions, and they just inject it with charged language uh, so they can feel powerful. So, uh, Dr. Cleveland, is the ammo economy issue a callback to your issue with armor perks like special heavy uh, ammo finder not working consistently? Well, it's not necessarily a callback, no. I, the, the ammo economy has gone through... It, the, the ammo economy has gone through a couple iterations it was in a weird place with double primary because you were basically able to feed yourself power with with a reasonable amount of regularity you could feed yourself power but then we would be running around the we'd be running around the, the, the callous throne room looking for white bricks I like this right here was cause for celebration in the Leviathan throne it was like oh my gosh I got primary ammo It was, it was ludicrous, and now we're on the other end of the spectrum, there's primary ammo everywhere, and I can't get basic, just basic and consistent ammo drop for green and purple, and the ammo perks don't seem to be, the ammo perks don't seem to be making much of a difference. That, and that seems like that's what they did is they completely w- they went in and they neutered all ammo drops saying well you're going to be adding multipliers to ammo drops so we need to make sure these aren't dropping too often and then somewhere along the line ammo drops are mega inconsistent that's why I was liking trace rifles for a while there I mean I'm using one right now it the ammo economy is great for a trace rifle because one brick gives you basically two mags and that's that's really, really nice. Shotgun's a little bit harder. You, you empty, you only, you only have, like, what, two and a half mags? You empty that, and then that's it. You know, you're kind of done. You, and, and if you know greens drop, or if a green does drop, it's, like, not even a full mag, so. Uh, three-parter from It's nblz Uh... One, what do you think about the Eververse armor sets? Do they have a place in the game? I think they're okay. I, I think they look nice, and they don't really, they don't grant power, so it's okay. They're, they're usually kind of, they're clearly more decorative and more, like, frilly, I guess would be the the phrase to use. I don't know how else you would describe them. Uh, they look nice in are Number two, should they add enhanced perks to the Eververse armor? No. If they made enhanced perks on more sets, thus not making it pay to win. And three, What do you think about legendary skins for weapons being grindable instead of in the Eververse? So we already addressed the grindable situation for the ornaments. I I would much rather it be something that's invested on in the weapon, but I don't think enhanced perks should ever be on Eververse items. Uh, Foul Shamzi, what do you think Bungie should do about Eververse and still gain money? This has been addressed 10 times over. Uh, Rusty, um... Uh, Sorry, my wife's asking a question. Rusty says, do you think the Eververse is lucrative enough to fund actual content, a new raid, strikes, forges, etc. on its own um, without Bungie releasing annual pass or other purchasable DLC? I think it's a good move to keep more people playing the game and keep people coming back without having to drop more cash. I don't know. I think as it stands right now, the Eververse does not do a good job motivating purchase and making purchase easy and clear. I don't think it's clear. I think it's confusing. I think there's literally zero call to action. If you go into games that motivate microtransactions, man, it is super obvious and super easy how you can spend it what you know what you get when you spend and why you should spend it like what are you going to be getting you know for the for the currency right you know i it's 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 when you think about when you when you think about the nature of like why are, why are you motivated to purchase something? When you go into games that are covered in microtransactions, it's like, oh, I need this thing. Oh, I don't have this thing. Oh, buy it right here. You know what I'm saying? Why so much chat about the Eververse? Sounds like a commercial for the Eververse. Uh, first of all, you've been here all morning, so I'm sorry you're too dumb to realize what's happening. I said we were going to be having a topic about the Eververse, and the reason I said we were having a talk about the Eververse is because of the split with Activision. And you've been here all morning, so you're just being a douchebag. Second, to the guy saying running out of topics, this is a prevalent topic. This is a very important topic because they're going independent. And a lot of games that don't have publishers that go to -to free-to-play or go to models where they have to have a constant influx of cash, they go to microtransactions. There's been a consistent celebration about the break with Activision. People have been saying, Eververse is going bye-bye. And I'm speaking to that, that dialogue in the community. So no, I'm not running out of subjects. This is an important conversation. And if you've been here all morning, do you, I, I, I'm assuming you can read. You type sentences. It says right here, what about the Eververse? That's the topic. That's what we're talking about. That's what we do. If you don't like it or you feel like taking passive pot shots, get the frick out and don't come back. Next question from Spartan Master. Hey, Lono, do you think we'll ever be able to pull random rolls from collections? I don't see a reason to have them in there if we can't pull them out. They have said uh, they have said that they are going to be giving us an option, right? They're going to be giving us an option to pull randomly rolled items out of collections. That's not going to be a consistent thing where, oh, I, I would love to pull a fill-in-the-blank a pair of gauntlets out of the out of the collections, right? I'm gonna pull this out of the collections, and I, I I but but I don't but you can't right now, man. I need a full set of Vanguard armor. I got it before, but I can't pull the gauntlets out. You know, well, y- you should be able to pull it out with either a locked in lo- a locked in roll that you got once. Maybe the last roll that you got is the one that's in there, or maybe they just assign a static roll, right? They assign static roles to the to the uh exotics, you know, why not assign a static role? So at the very least, you're not really benefiting from it, you know what I mean? You're not really benefiting from it. It's if I do this, right? Then I'm going to I'm I'm not getting a huge benefit, but at the very least if there's something that requires me to wear a full Vanguard Reverie Dawn raid whatever, then that would at least be able to get you that full set instead of just sitting there and pushing a button with currency i don't want it to be a a basically a way for people to grind for god rolls that's what i don't want nobody should really want that you don't want people to be able to just basically push a button over and over and over and over again and eventually get the role uh they they like you know You like Santa Rage, but you don't like the topic. If you don't like the topic, man, uh, like, you say you're, you know, you were in Middle East for eight years. I I mean, thank you for your service, if that's true. People make a lot of claims on the internet. There's no way to back that. And your mom should have taught you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you don't like the conversation, if you don't like the topic... You can be quiet and just sit, or you can go somewhere else. No one's forcing you to stay here and listen to this. This is what I do with my content, and if you don't like it, there's an easy way to close it. It's the push of a button with your finger. You press the X button, okay? So drop it, or shut up, or leave. Those are your options. Megusta 1217, what do you think about having a delete a weapon in order to obtain a shader? That's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. Shaders aren't a major pain point in the game. If And and sometimes whenever you're getting like new gear and it's got like shaders on it and stuff, no one's like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no one's saying like, oh, I, I can't believe I have to delete this gun for this shader. So, so that's a perma. If you're just gonna drive the axe and continue arguing with me, go somewhere else. You've lost the privilege to hang out here. So bye. Uh, next question From Action of Lost. Do you think that with the release of two big online co-op shooter games the following month, Anthem and Division 2, will Destiny 2 lack of new content be its downfall? No. This has never been a problem for Destiny, and it never will be a problem for Destiny. That is not how gaming works. That just isn't how it works. There's this idea, right... There's this idea, and this stems from tribalism, right? We get tribalistic about our sports teams, about the consoles we play on, about the video games that we play, and that tribalism leads to this view of gaming that if new games come out, okay, that offer similar, right, that offer similar things to Destiny, then Destiny's in trouble, right? I don't, I don't think that is, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that people become like, I am no longer ever going to play Destiny, right? I am going to play Division, or I am going to play Anthem. You see what I'm saying? Now, this, this will happen. Everybody, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to promise you this right now. This is what's going to happen, okay? Okay. People are going to say, look at the player base numbers go down, Destiny's dead, Destiny's dying. Because that's going to happen. Anthem's going to launch end of February and the numbers are going to go down. Think about, the, think about the flow of content, right? We're going to be coming off of content and drip feed. There's not going to be really anything going on in Destiny and Anthem's going to launch. And people are going to look at the numbers and be like, oh, Destiny's dying, Destiny's dead, blah, blah, blah. They're going to like try and cel- celebrate it. You know what I mean? Given that reality, we should be understanding what's happening. Uh, Destiny's engagement numbers went down when Red Dead Redemption Two came out, right? Anytime a new game comes out that's considered good, triple A, big time, you know, banner, big banner game, then I actually think you're going to see player base numbers in response to that. The question smacks at this idea that like, well, if that happens, aren't is is will that be Destiny's downfall? No, it won't. Any game that's ever set its sights on trying to siphon off players from Destiny, it hasn't gone very well for them. And the real the real dilemma you're going to have, I think Bungie will kind of smirk anytime this happens. Oh yeah? Y- you want some of our player base? Yeah. Have fun with them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everything they play, they play at a breakneck speed. And they ask for more. Everything they touch is burned through in weeks they'll take every shortcut every exploit every fast pass they can and then they're gonna be holding their hand out calling you lazy because you're not creating enough content have fun have fun with our with our with our community right and then when they come back to us we'll be waiting with more content for them like you know what I'm saying. I, I could see De- Bungie employees kind of smirking be like, yeah, have fun with the Destiny community because they're ravenous. <laughs> they are ravenous. So anybody that's setting their sights on the Destiny community, they better be freaking prepared to deliver a game as service that is substantive and consistent and great. Because if they don't, they, the the people that are used to Destiny will rip it to shreds. And the other thing that will happen is they are not invested in your game at all. You're invested in Destiny if you've been playing it for the last four years. You feel tied to it. You keep coming back to it. You know they just when I thought I got out, you know they pull me back in. Like you can't you can't quit Destiny, right? Now I'm sure there are people that have. But I think just the natural course of things, player base numbers will go down, haters will celebrate that and say that Destiny is dying, and then the numbers will bounce back the minute that Joker's Wild comes out, and it'll go back down again, and then it'll bounce back again, you know, when Penumbra comes out, you know what I mean? And as as Gollum is saying, games as service are everywhere. Destiny is just one of those. That's not its appeal. Like, Destiny has something about it that people really enjoy. And I honestly think, I honestly think, this is going to seem really, really strange. One of the best things for Bungie and the annual pass is going to be games like Division and Anthem launching and people taking breaks. Two things happen when you take breaks from, from Destiny. Number one it feels fresh when you come back you're getting burned out you need to settle down you need to take a break right just just stop it and and play something else for a while the other thing it does is that grass is greener on the other side becomes very apparently not as green now, I'm not saying these other games aren't going to offer fun experiences. I actually think Anthem's going to be very good. I think Division is really going to deliver on its promise to bring the franchise forward based off of community feedback that they got from Division 1. I. I think they're going to be good games, but I think a lot of the times people just assume grass is greener and they go over to that game and they're like, I really don't like this. I really wish it had this. And then they're slowly going to realize that Destiny's not as bad as they thought it was a lot of the times that happens people are like they go running to another game like that happened with division divisions end game reared its head to be just not that great very min y very grindy very bullet spongy and fans of destiny were just instantly like I don't like this I don't want to play I don't want to play this content and a lot of them came back to destiny a lot of them did. Were, you know, Destiny had something special, something satisfying. And the drip feed, the annual pass deliverables, have really put Bungie in a great place to say, take a break, that's fine. There's going to be catch-up mechanics. Luke Smith said they're going to be working on catch-up mechanics. There'll be something new for you to do when you come back. There'll be something new for you to chase, something new for you to unearth. You know, that, That's totally fine that you take breaks. So new games do not pose and have never posed a threat to Destiny. Destiny's greatest opposition for success has been the limitations on what Bungie can do. That stems from a whole host of things. The dev tools, the engine, Bungie's internal creative dissonance. They make decisions that they then have to basically reset, right? They're to blame for some of that. They have had internal creative dissonance. They had that when Joseph Stott and Supercut got rejected. They had that when Destiny 2 needed rebooted after Taken King and Luke Smith was put in charge, right? They had deadlines that they struggled to meet. They had all these things, right? They had all these things that were working against them, getting the game... To the level that they wanted, and when that happens, right, that leads to people saying, Man, I'm I'm really not enjoying this game, I'm gonna take a break. But what that doesn't mean is it doesn't mean the game dies, it means the game goes through an evolution. If Destiny can survive Destiny 2's launch, right? If if Destiny 2 vanilla Can be survived. That was like a nuclear bomb where we all had to bunker down and hide and survive the nuclear winter, and now we all get to come back out, right? If it can survive that, it can survive virtually anything because that was bad. That was not good for the franchise. And in my estimation, Bungie has been the only people who hold the power to kill the game. The community will keep coming back and. If the, as long as the game improves and delivers a loop of content and loot to chase, then it'll be, it'll be just fine. It, that's all they have to deliver on. That's really all any of these games have to deliver on, honestly. Division and Anthem, if they can deliver a fun loop and good loot, then they will capture and keep an audience. And that might lead to people playing both games, which again, you'd probably be better served. If you're playing a little Anthem one day, Little Destiny the next. You take a week for each. Take a couple days for each. You'll probably enjoy yourself a whole lot more. Instead of just grueling through hours and hours and hours of the same game. And eventually hitting that burnout. You know. Ginja 300. With how well-received curated weapon rolls have been, would you like to see this system go to armor pieces, perhaps curated armor with enhanced perks? Yeah, that'd be awesome. If I could have a... And we've talked about this with the... The bounty system with Ada. Imagine if once a week, there was an armor piece bounty and a gun bounty in Drifter's inventory, okay? So you're like, I would really like to get a full set of ancient apocalypse armor i really like this armor you know i actually think some of the ancient apocalypse armor is really cool looking the titan chest piece for example i think looks rather dope okay now if i go for that over and over and over again there could be a really really good curated role with enhanced perks on it maybe generic enhanced perks maybe something specifically tied to uh gambit right and so when that happens You're, you're giving me the ability, number one, to grind for what I want, but then you're also doing the same thing they've done with the weapons is you're giving me that trophy version, that good version that can be chased after. And I think that is another lane they could really, really lean into. Take existing NPCs and loot pools, create bounties, create loot grind, and then lean in on the curated role idea, right? Give me a Pulse Rifle with Desperado curated roll that I can grind for, and I would do it. Give me a pair of Gauntlets that can roll with Enhanced Reloader. Just call it Enhanced Reloader, right? What's that? It just reloads everything fast. Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. You know, why not at this point? Why not? I mean, as strong as we are and as powerful as we are. 35 months from Shot by Jacob. Almost nobody has a 35-month sub. That's a day one sub right there. Thank you so much. One more month feels like yesterday the sub button went live. Uh you got to bait the shade. Oh man, what a throwback. Baiting the freaking shade, dude. Who is going to bait The Shade. The Memories. The Memories. Demco 300. Should Enhanced Perks be able to roll on more armor sets than strictly the Dreaming City and the Raids? I feel the interest has diminished on those armor sets because of this. Yeah, I think this is another thing where Bungie throws out an idea, and then the idea is very clearly like, you guys have something here, but you didn't execute on it properly. Enhanced Perks is a good idea, but they can do more with it. Whether we use Enhancement Cores to enhance a perk up to Enhanced, or... You just start having them drop on other, on other armor sets. Thank you for one whole year, Jared. That's a red badge. have around as much as I want, but you're awesome nonetheless. Thank you, sir. Terra Master. Lono, do you think Destiny's story can be improved upon by making it mature? I say this because Anthem is also going to be T for teen. I worry about not going to be blown away by a great storytelling, low expectations. I mean, I think we have to be honest about something. I don't honestly know if people buy and continue to play Division, Anthem, Destiny, or games like it because of the story. I'm not, I don't want to denigrate people that really like good story. I mean, for crying out loud, some of my favorite games are. Poetic and beautifully told stories. Hellblade, Ori in the Blind Forest. Whoops! I really enjoyed The Last of Us. I mean, these are games that are memorable. The characters stick with you. I replay them. Okay, so I'm not I'm not diminishing the value of a good story, but I don't think you want to spend a lot of blood and treasure and bandwidth on a de- on a story with tons of death like God of War. You know, boy, you are not ready. Like that, having that story is is memorable. We all quote it. We think about the moments that happened. In that, we think about him saying, boy, like a hundred times. And in in my estimation, the appeal of games like Destiny and Anthem is not in having a story and especially not having a mature rated story. Like, what are we really getting if you get to see somebody like swearing like crazy or it, it would be violent? Those are the two things that generally take it up out of teen, right? Violence and swearing. Number one, is that going to add a lot of depth to the story of Destiny or Anthem? I don't think so. Seeing more violence when things die? What? Why? Um, I, I don't think those are value points that need drilled down in. I want to be playing a month and a half later and saying I'm still having fun and there's still things to chase. If I can say those two things, your looter looter shooter your loot pursuit game has won me as a customer i am now a fan of your game a month and a half later i'm not like dude Do you remember that cutscene where he said the f-bomb like eight times whoa Whew. like wow <laughs> that's just not i don't think that's a value point that's needed I, I i i think i see where you're coming from i think sometimes people look at marvel movies and other things that are being made you know in the vein of broad audience right no violence no swearing and that way everybody can go see it And people assume that that is a giant limitation on the creativity and the depth of the storytelling. You know, the the MCU has done very well without having really, really violent movies with tons of swearing. And then in walks Deadpool, and he can kind of scratch that itch if you really want that. But I don't think you need that for good storytelling. And I don't think super strong in-depth storytelling is needed for these style of games. Uh, galaxy beans I know you're not a lore over gameplay kind of guy as far as destiny goes Yeah, that my cards are on the table after my last the last question but do you think it's just as important as the gameplay itself or could this be one of Bungie's chances in D3 to shorten it and focus more on longevity uh, and get from the get go at launch also do you think that if they were to do that the community would adapt and be satisfied or left to turn and demand in game lore I think the minimization of storytelling and story focus will continue. I think it will continue and I'll tell you why. I don't think they want to waste time appealing to people who play the campaign and quit. You don't matter. I'm, so- I'm sorry, that may sound harsh. If you buy a game like Destiny and you play the game and then you quit, you don't matter. You are not the target audience. You are not <laughs> you're not who is going to keep the game afloat. You're not who's going to buy and play the DLCs. You're not the invested player base. You are not I'm sorry to say this. You are not a fan of Destiny. If you play the campaign and quit, and when there's such a strong focus on campaign, that's essentially who you, whose fiddle you're playing. You're playing to the you're playing to the tune of their fiddle. Give me strong story, Bungie. Give me give me lots of story. Why we play it in an afternoon or a or a day, and then we never play it again. Why? What's the point? A week later? I mean, we talk about Now listen, listen. I'm not saying no story at all. Hear me out. Hear me out, okay? I'm not saying no story at all. I actually think the way they saw the way they way the told they the way they told the story in D2 Vanilla and Forsaken is is about as close to perfect as you can get. Good cutscenes, good writing, good pacing, and then that's it. It's over right forsaken did an amazing job and here's where forsaken got it right and here's where forsaken got it wrong forsaken used the adventures and the boss fights with the barons to tell the story now if if they would have used those adventures and those baron fights to be more consistently loopable content right that would have been that would have been a better use of use of the of the content right so I'm not saying you completely gut the story but you cannot focus so heavily on the story because listen the people that are gonna buy the game play the campaign and stop playing people in chat are saying they still buy the game that's a lot of money you need the casuals for every game well for one you're putting words in my mouth I never said casuals I said people who play the campaign and then literally quit playing they don't continue playing there are tons of people that do that right they're not the target audience. Read the language from the recent updates from Bungie. They are not targeting you if that's the way you engage with Destiny. I play the story and I put the game down. I I don't think that is I don't think that that is their focus. That doesn't mean we're not going to get story ever again, but it certainly means it will never be the primary focus ever. It won't. I have no problem with there being story. I have no problem with the story being decent, but I just don't think it's ever going to be a front burner issue because it gets burned through so quickly. There's thousands of hours poured into a campaign that could be poured into other things. It could be completely poured into other things that leads into the longevity of play and and, and the drip feed content, right? Imagine, imagine if if they took half of the campaign of Forsaken and all that time that was dedicated to those Baron fights, what if those Baron fights were were treated as loopable grindable content for really cool loot that you could be chasing right now or that rotated each week kind of how other parts of the game rotate right that rhythmic urgency where you're like well this week this is the nightfall this week this is the thing happening in the dreaming city this week this is that thing blah 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 blah. what if they did the same thing with all those baron fights instead of making it like a one a one shot and it's over you know what i mean I, I'm telling you, they get way more out of their capital. Now, that doesn't mean they can't tell stories, but it certainly means they could they could pull a lot from the stories and start shoving it into loopable content structure so that the, the target audience, the target audience is the people that keep playing. They're the target audience. Bungie's made that clear. So they even said with the annual pass, there would be almost no focus on story. And we still got a little bit. We still got a little bit. And I think that's going to continue. I think you'll always have the ethos setting campaign, the thing that shifts everything around, whether it's Forsaken, if we do get something called what I've been calling the Taken Queen, if we get something in September, or when Destiny 3, if we can call it that, finally launches. I do think there's something that sets the tone. There's a story. But it will not be the meat of the game anymore. I don't even think it's going to be as long. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be as long as it is anymore. I don't think it's the focus they have completely pivoted away from that being a priority. They've made that very clear. And if the community is responding well with initial and lasting investment of time and engagement, then Bungie will continue doing it that way. If it works and the community is responding well, they'll continue doing it that way. But when they look at how many people touch the, touch the campaign and bounce a week later, you know, or play the campaign and then literally shut the game off, like, they look at that number and they look at the number of people that that literally speed run the campaign on their second and third run throughs. like all those things just cheapening the power and the solvency of the campaign. I just think you're gonna to continue to see it minimized. Wagster. I don't think Eververse will go away. It's part of destiny DNA. but I do think and hope it will go away is microtransactions and keep it purely currency earned in game thoughts. No, absolutely not. There's no way they're doing that. It was their idea. I don't think they're going to take their idea about how you you generate more revenue to subsidize free events. I don't think you're going to take that idea and be like, nah, just make an in-game currency. We don't like money. I mean, if anything, they need money a lot right now. <laughs> like, they don't have a publisher. So, that, I don't think they'll turn into an in-game currency. Uh, forzel Why can't they just bring back all of our Purchase and Eververse items from D1? Bringing back items from D1 is actually pretty rough, according to reliable sources so i don't i don't think we're going to be getting a lot from d1 if we do i think it'll be stuff that is more iconic like raids not eververse items uh sigmoidal wheel do you think eververse would be able to succeed if it followed the same pattern as fortnite and league of legends and rocket league where they are just cosmetic options but the options are super dope maybe like interactive shaders dope emotes etc this is a good question because you're kind of getting at one of the things that Fortnite does so well. I mean, they're, the shaders and every... Uh, not the shaders. The, the skins and stuff you can get in the Fortnite store are unbelievably cool. They really, really are. But, but... I do think that there's risk, right? I think there is risk in saying we're gonna put really dope stuff in the Eververse. Moving shaders, awesome ornaments. If they're There's not an equivalency of that in the rest of the game. If I could grind the raid and I could get, I could get, you know, really, really cool looking ornaments from the raid. Well, then now we're talking, but if the only place I can get your cool animated shaders and moving this or moving that or this ornament or that ornament stuff that like looks really, really cool. If, that, if the only place to get that is the Eververse, I think you're going to frustrate people. They're going to be like, wait a minute, only the best stuff is in there, cosmetic-wise? I think they need their equivalency. That's why I think right now it works. There's ornaments, you know, and then there... Are there ornaments in the rest of the game? That might be an area where I'm actually not summarizing it correctly. I don't think there are ornaments in the, in the game outside of Eververse, but I guess you can earn them naturally. So as long as they're not only purchased, it kind of doesn't matter. So maybe I'm going to disagree with myself as soon as I make the point. I'm going to disagree with myself. I guess I'm okay with that as long as it's earnable through the, you know, the Eververse ingrams and not something that has to be purchased. Then I guess I don't care. Because it's been pretty exciting periodically to get ornaments for things like Parcel of Stardust and the Trust, uh, and they're really they're really fancy looking. And I can't I didn't have to pay for those. So as long as that can happen, I'm okay with it. JD Gamer, with the future of Destiny, could you see Bungie ever staying with D2 or just keep adding DLCs and changes, changing Crucible and adding more planets, new raid, staying with D2? No, I don't think they can add that much to this game anymore. I think th- I think the the engine and the way that it, the way that it all gets built, I think they've all struggled. Um, it's 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 been a struggle for them to add content to this. Uh, it's been a struggle, and be, because of that, I don't see them digging in and building more in Destiny Two for the future. Destiny Two has content on the way and stuff to do, but they can't stay here. They can't say here. It's too limited. It's way too limited. Lady G says, "If Bungie doesn't decide to go away with loot boxes and shift to all direct purchases, how could you see them adjusting the bright Ingram system to allow players a chance at these items without feeling like a ripoff to someone who direct purchases two dollars for a loot box versus say ten to seven to ten dollars for an emote?" Well, I mean, if you if you're willing to spend seven to ten dollars on an emote or whatever the frick pricing we want to come up with. I, I don't think, I'm telling you, I've never really struggled to get stuff. If the Prismatic Matrix is still in there, right? And I'm still getting my my well-rested, and I'm still getting my engrams at a regular clip. I'm, f- I don't know, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm fine with that. Oh, I can't complete this frame where I'm going to mess up my next week. I can't delete it. I can't delete, oh I know what I need to do we need to go to the tower right here in the middle queue. and I just realized that it reset Hondog says, do you see Bungie adding more unique bounties for special gear, almost like how we get the prismatic unique bounties for special gear like how we get the prismatic, maybe maybe, um I don't know, that's not a prediction I'm, I, can, I can make, uh, that's not a prediction I can really make, I'm gonna change characters just to ensure we get the, the weekly update um Two latest reset. No, as long as the frame doesn't drop powerful, I won't mess my frames up. As long as I don't complete it and have it drop as powerful, that's what screws your frames up. So I'll go talk to her and then delete it, and it should be fine. Um, Maverick. Eververse ghosts could be purchased uh, for significantly more than pulling a new random roll for the collection. I now have one exotic ghost for each planet from the collection, not the Eververse that's a great tip i i mean i don't i don't think that uh we've got will of the thousands Sabbathune song and garden world for the nightfall i'm pretty sure that's uh those are new that was not last week um yeah that's a good tip pulling from collections if you're trying to get the role you want um Wraith Resurgent, will Bungie ever split PvP and PvE? If so, could they make PvP free-to-play and sell skins and emotes? Fortnite model. I mean, I actually said in my Destiny 3 video that I think they need to split PvP and PvE. If you want to go true RPG and you want to really drill down on what we can do with the characters, the abilities, the powers, the guns you've got to separate now i don't mean like a rigid separation like hey you can't use that gun over here i don't mean that what i mean is you you can tweak both sides so if a super or a grenade or an ability or a gun is too strong in pvp they can very easily tweak it on that side they need to build those systems so that those adjustments can be made I do believe that split needs to happen. Evil beans, I've invested my time on the Xbox, but recently built a PC. I would like to jump into Destiny PC, but I don't want uh, to do the campaign and whatnot. Is there a way to quickly catch up on the Xbox? I mean, you can use the you can use the light, the the spark of light. You don't have to do the campaign and then just grind for your milestones and get your powerful drops and stuff. Those things are dropping with bigger jumps now. So you can level up a lot faster and they're thinking of other ways to do uh, the thinking of other ways to do the the catch up mechanics, according to Luke Smith. Evil Clown, do you think Eververse will bring back Sparrow Racing uh, book if they bring back SRL? SRL will probably never come back to Destiny, ever. It is not worth the development time. It is not in line with the identity of where we're headed and what is satisfying the community right now. We all know it's fun, but it takes it takes development time away from other things. We, we are never getting Sparrow Racing League again. I firmly believe that. Magusta, since the Dreaming City armor has Riven's curse attached, do you think the same could work for Gambit and Black Armory pieces? Oh, like have them just drop with a black, with like a-, a mod, with a mod for that mode? Yeah, you could do that. AJD0718. With exotic weapon catalysts being fine additions to D2, would catalysts on exotic armor be a welcome addition? I don't think this is going to happen either. I think exotic catalysts were a band-aid at a time where we just needed something to chase and we needed power. So I think they they made good weapons and then they like make them a little bit better and call it a catalyst. I don't think we're going to be getting a standardized catalyst system for uh, any any of the stuff that, that this, I don't think that's a thing that's going to be happening. So in my, in my estimation, and again, this is, this is, this is largely speculation, but I think that they did catalysts as a band aid, and we won't be, we won't be seeing any more coming back. Uh, and now I don't know what that means about the catalysts on guns that were a part of faction rally. I don't know what that means for that. Um, Arthur Witt. What would you think about an Eververse adding a melee takedown assassination emotes wouldn't affect damage output, but could add flair? Cool idea. That's not really what question answer's for. um, To just submit ideas that you think are neat. Question answer answer's meant to ask, like, actual questions, not, hey, Lono, what if they had an emote where you could, like, punch a monkey and then throw it over your shoulder? You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what Q&A turns into, we're gonna have to limit who who can submit questions. We can't have, uh, we can have a lot of uh, a lot of questions in that vein it it, it really makes q and a quality go down all right i don't i don't mind questions sometimes that submit ideas but we'll be here forever if everybody submits emote ideas galaxy beams here's a little pitch for an idea for d3 exotics for those who want more lore what if to receive it you go through a short adventure while playing as the guardian uh and see again we're just getting you guys are just sharing your ideas like that's this isn't really what q and a is for right like This is not a place for you to pontificate about your ideas. Like It's called Q&A, meaning you ask a question uh, and I submit an answer. That's kind of the format. Uh, What about a battle pass like Fortnite? I said that's in my talk. Um... See, I don't mind this. Like, this is a suggestion about the Eververse, right? What about a Battle Pass, Lono, right? Instead of, what about an emote where you punch a monkey and throw it over your shoulder? Do you see the difference? I don't know. Maybe the difference is clear to me because I'm sitting in the chair. But, like, this is an okay suggestion because you're talking about, like, how could we evolve the Eververse? Like, that's I think that's a little bit different. Anyway, I suggested something like a Battle Pass, yes. And the idea behind a Battle Pass-style book thing would be you buy it for that season, right? And then every ornamental object, every Eververse object for that season can be earned through the book, right? It can be earned through the book. So by the end of the season, as long as you've been playing regularly, you get all the items. It gives you intentionality and it gives Bungie money. So um, Majin Baird, do you think the hardcore player base will be more understanding of Bungie's multiple ways to monetize D3 due to their independence. It obviously costs a ton to make a game at this scale. I don't honestly think that, I don't think the the hardcore player base is hyper-focused on the Eververse. I think the Eververse, again, is, is an... Easy target because it's got microtransactions, and people like to target microtransactions. Yeah, that is called the Kingmaker ornament instead of the Queenbreaker. It's the Kingmaker. That is really interesting looking. Uh, and then the nail gun one for Calus's promise. Um, I, the, the, I think a lot of the times, like a lot of the complaint, a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the the ranting and raving about the Eververse gets completely overblown by people that that just want something to rant and rave about. Yes, ma'am. Okay, you'll have to wait. I uh, my, my daughter needs help, assistance with something. I'm going to have to go up in just a moment and assist her with that. So, I don't think... I don't think hardcore players are, are dialed into like, oh my gosh, the Eververse is terrible. The Eververse needs to go. I think people that like to get negative and like to complain like to sort of just always... Oh, oh Eververse is so bad. I've literally had people come in here and say, I've literally had people come in here and say things like, well, the game is just overrun with microtransactions. What the frick? No, it's not. No, it's not. Like, this is nothing over here. This is a, like, tiny, tiny drop in the bucket of things that you can chase and pursue. This is nothing, right? It's orna- and, and even if you do add it up quantitatively, it's all ornamental, right? It's purely ornamental. You know, and it's cool, but it isn't. It isn't pay to win. You're not buying power. Like it is. It is a hundred percent, uh, orn. You know, ornamental. And I wish they had an ornament for the, the, shards of Galinor. I'm sure you've spoken to this already, but do you think crossplay will be hitting D3? I think the future of crossplay is in a good position and is more likely than it has ever, uh, than it has ever been. I do. I think it's in a better position than it's ever been. I don't think it is... Um... I don't think that crossplay will continue to be blocked. I think it is... I think it's becoming a standard expectation from consumers. WC Malley, Do you think Bungie will ever remove cosmetic items like ships and sparrows from badges and just put them all in the Eververse? No, I think that it has that... I think there's a place. Like, the ship that I got from making a hundred, um... I think the ship that I got for making a hundred guns is like I think they're gonna continue to do stuff like that. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna stop doing that, right? This is this is I mean this is this is a cool ship, and if you throw that in the Eververse, this is something that I said before, a lot of the Eververse should just be shoved in the game and be earnable, and I think the book could achieve that, but I don't think that means you completely like vacuum cleaner, suck all of the ornaments, all of the ships all of the all of the sparrows out of the rest of the game and just shove it in the eververse that's not what we do that's almost like a that's an overreaction so and the last question from Frankfurter do you believe they will make the farm relevant again relevant in? i don't really care if they make the farm relevant again i don't really believe i don't really care why does it matter where you go and run around and do your npc like homework like i got to go talk to this guy i got to go talk to this girl like none of that is, uh, none of that matters to a great, like, where does it, why does it matter if we do this? like I could do this in a gymnasium. It doesn't matter where I go to do it, you know? So to get the, to get the shift that I just showed you, I, I said it, you might've missed it. You have to forge a hundred guns. Um, that's how you get it. So, uh, this was a very fast and more rapid fire Q and a, and again, I was a little bit more quick to kind of push back on people asking questions that weren't questions. So, and again, I do that because people listen to this in other locations, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and I want it to feel like a podcast, not just a bunch of random ideas thrown out there that it doesn't do us any good to entertain ideas like, what about this emote idea? That's just not a value point. Like, that's not, anybody can throw out a random idea. We're try, that's why the solution that the guy came up with, like, what about a book like... Fortnite, you're making a suggestion that's kind of like about the topic. That's something they might do. You're not saying what if they added a mod that made your gun explode when you reloaded it. Like what? Like you see what I'm saying, that's trying to think in those two different categories. I know it's hard because everybody wants to kind of take part. So you're just sometimes like typing up the first thing you can think of. But like, try and make the um, the questions more in line with what we're uh, what we're trying to do with QA. So. If you're listening to this in the other locations, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching or listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.